0: You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. Blessed be God. Who's ready for God's word this Sunday morning? All right. Open your Bibles very quickly to the book of 1 Samuel and chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give you the glory. Oh, yes, Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter number 17. We're reading from verse 37 to verse 40 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let's rise up as our good customers in all House on the Rock churches in honor of the second person of the Trinity, the living word of God. 1 Samuel 17 verse 37 to Verse 40. I read in your hearing from the New King James translation of God's word. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. So David clothed, so Saul clothed David with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So he was attempting to test them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, (laughs) for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then David took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was on his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Hallelujah. This one is not new to you. You've heard this story a number of times. But we're trusting God to bring new truth out of it in Jesus' name. Mighty Father, I ask that you send the anointing that makes preaching, teaching, sharing your truth easy, that you possess me today. That you cause yokes to be destroyed and burdens to be lifted, particularly Lord, I'm praying for the scales to fall off our eyes that we'll see that which we did not see before and that it will truly liberate us. Thank you, oh God, we've come in one way. We're not going back the same way that we came in the name of Jesus. And the people said aloud, Amen. And you may be seated, you may be seated, hallelujah. Didn't want to keep you um, standing for too long, so I just wanted to quickly pray so you could sit down, but you are free to stand up anytime you want to during the word, not to walk out, but to agree, amen. (laughs) Blessed be God, blessed be God. So, David picks five stones and a sling and he starts to draw near to Goliath the Philistine. Now, the question is, who brings a knife to a gunfight? Who brings a knife to a gunfight? Oh, Jesus. I don't know how many of you um, ever watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know it's such an old movie right now. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a particular scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where some guy comes standing before Indiana Jones and he's showing forth his prowess with the sword, with the knife, you know, doing all this whatever, and you know, Indiana's just looking at him, and after he was done, he just took out his gun and shot him. <laughs> so, now what, who brings a knife to a gun fight? Apparently, David does. <laughs> David brought a knife, if you like, to a gunfight. David was totally mismatched against Goliath. In fact, uh, Saul had earlier remarked to David that you are just a youth while while Goliath is a man of war, hallelujah, from his youth. And he was, uh, and of course, Goliath was no longer a youth, so he had years of experience. Goliath had lost count of the men that he had killed while David hadn't even killed one man yet. Goliath was a giant while David was a ruddy youth. Goliath had spear, sword and shield uh, and even an attendant to carry his weapons for him while David had scarce little at his disposal. So this was a total mismatch. This was an unjust balance, uh, and Saul wanted to try to even the scales, uh, even if just a little bit, uh, so he offered David his coat. Do you get that? If you've been in the church, you understand what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Uh, it, it was the best armor in Israel, but, uh, but when David tried them on, they did not fit, fit. He could not move in them, and he had to refuse them, saying, I have not tested them. Oh, we immediately see a lesson there. Don't go into warfare with untested weapons. Help me tell your neighbor, don't go into warfare with untested weapons. Don't go into warfare wearing someone else's armor. Huh. Make sure you're wearing your own, what you've tested. You see, David was going into warfare on the strength of previous testimonies of what God had done for and through him. Oh, Jesus. David told the story, God delivered me from the lion, God delivered me from the bear. And if God did that for me, God would do this for me. He was going in the strength of previous testimonies. He understood that God is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he he knew that God therefore would not fail. God knew that the God that had brought him this far was not about to let him go. He believed that God was faithful, dependable and reliable. Does anybody have David kind of faith under the sound of my voice you are confident that God will not fail the challenge might seem bigger than any challenge you've ever faced before but if he delivered you from that he will deliver you from this he didn't bring you this far to let you go if you believe me what I'm saying come and shout yeah David took his own coat, he took his staff, he picked five stones and a sling. Who brings a knife to a gunfight? David does. Five stones and a sling against spear, sword and the shield of Goliath. Totally mismatched, seemingly wholly inadequate. But at the end of the day, his five stones and his two and his sling shot was more than enough. David didn't even have to use all five stones. He used only one. So yes, you see, contrary to popular opinion, David had what it took to take down Goliath it didn't look like he had what it took to take down Goliath but contrary to popular belief he had what it took david had the equipment that that that, that in the unseen realm that made sure that he would win the victory david was divinely Equipped. Oh, Jesus, help me this Sunday morning. I came today to let you know that you also are divinely equipped from on high. It might not look like you've got what it takes, but I came to tell somebody this Sunday morning you've got what it takes. I don't know what you are going through right now. I don't know what the challenge is. I don't know what the obstacle is. I don't know what represents a giant in your life. And all you got is five stones and a slingshot. It doesn't seem like I can deal with the situation. But I came to tell you, you've got what it takes. In the unseen supernatural and spiritual realm, you are divinely equipped to do this, to handle this uh, to come out victorious. Uh, if you believe what I'm saying, uh, come and shout, amen. amen. Help me preach to your neighbor. The type of, title of my message is, "You've got what it takes." You've got what it takes. Uh, tell your neighbor, preach it like you feel it. You've got what it takes. Uh, I don't know what you're going through, uh, but you've got what it takes. Hallelujah. Uh, you know. You sometimes you go through seasons where you may be doubt who you are, doubt whose you are, doubt the calling of your life, but this is not one of such valleys. I I want to let you know this Sunday morning that there is a calling of God upon my life. Oh Jesus, for the Spirit of God is upon me for he has anointed me to preach this gospel of the kingdom that I am sharing with you. I'm not a went one, I'm a sent one. I have not been disobedient to the heavenly call of God. If there's anything that I know beyond a shadow of doubt, uh, is that God set me apart uh, right from my mother's womb. He called me and assigned me. Uh, even when in my flesh I attempted uh, to run away from the call, to avoid the call, to do something else, uh, uh, the call was relentless and faithful. Uh, he called me. Uh, and this call uh, you cannot define, only God can define. Uh, and every day he continues to unveil uh, everything. Every season every year unveil more and more of the calling of God that is upon my life it's a multifaceted call and one of the key elements of this call that he said I have given you to do for my people I have sent you to equip them I have sent you to equip them. I have sent you to deliver equipment to them. I have called. I am called to equip you. Uh, Somebody's looking at me and saying, you really arrogant this Sunday morning. This is not arrogant. This is confidence. This is knowing who you are and whose you are. I'm called to equip you. I'm of a Joshua generation, called to give you everything you need to possess your possession, to enter into your promised land, to be everything that God foreordained you to be. Where does my audacity come from? In the book of Ephesians in chapter 4, from verse 11 and 12, he says, for he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For, for, for what reason? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the growth of the body of Christ. He has called me to equip you. If you are righteous, if you are saint, if you i believe uh, uh, my assignment uh, is to equip you uh, with heavenly equipment uh, if you believe me what i'm saying come and shout! yeah you see Uh, You do what you have been called to do uh, with the right equipment. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord, this Sunday morning. Uh, Because sometimes, regardless of how passionate and how committed you are, if you don't have the right equipment, uh, you struggle with the assignment uh, that has been given to you. Uh, You need the right equipment, you see. Because when you have the right equipment, uh, the assignment becomes so much more easier. Oh, Jesus. You know, sometimes... uh, I'm struggling to fix something around the house. Struggling to fix something in the back, backyard. And I'm doing the best that I can. But it's not quite coming together. But then I call the professional to come in to fix whatever it is. And when it comes, what I've been struggling with for hours, he just brings out the right tool. He just brings out the right piece of equipment. And in just a few mi- minutes, he gets it right. Does anybody hear me what I'm saying? Not just the equipment, but also his expertise. You hear me, I I'm saying. But even with exp- expertise without equipment will still be a struggle. Is anybody hear me? Come and shout amen. You've got to have the right equipment and I'm here to equip you. But what do I equip you with? I'll tell you what I equip you with. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15 says, I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ah, yeah yeah yeah. So what I equipped you with is knowledge and understanding. If you're not ready for knowledge and understanding, you are in the wrong house. Because in this house, we feed you with knowledge and understanding. We make sure that you are equipped to be able to do it yourself. I equip you with revelation and insight. And that's what I have come to do today. I have come to equip you with the revelation knowledge of your divine equipment. I've come to equip you with the revelation knowledge of your divine equipment. Oh, understand this. I am not so much equipping you with what you do not already have. I am revealing to you the true nature of what God has already given you. Hallelujah. God has already given you something. You're just ignorant of it. You're just not aware of it. Or you don't see it the way you are meant to see it. So this is a journey of dis- discovery. Uh, That's why as I study more and more, I realize that Paul's prayers for the saints were not so much prayers to do as they were prayers to know. Paul knew that you needed to know something. So Paul's prayer was largely praying that you would know Or his. Other type of prayer was thanksgiving for what was already done. So my assignment is to feed you with knowledge, feed you with revelation, feed you with insight till you know, till you Discover what you already are and what has been given to you. Uh, can I get anybody ready to testify under the sound of my voice uh, that their lives have changed uh, over the weeks, uh, over the days, over the months, over the years. Uh, you've gained insight, you've gained revelation, you gain gained understanding in this house uh, that has changed the trajectory of your life. Uh, is it only one or two people? Anybody like that? Under the sound of my voice, uh, come on, go ahead and give God the glory Give him the praise. Give him the honor. And as I study Paul's prayers, the one that I particularly highlight so much and so often is the one in the book of Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 16 to 19, where it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you might be able to know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Uh, This prayer is so powerful, worth you studying and worth you praying over and over again. He's praying that you will have the knowledge of God, that is the discovery of God. He's praying that you will know the hope of your calling, that's the discovery of your identity. He prays that you will know the inheritance you have with the saints, in the saints, that's the discovery of your potential he's praying that you will know the exceeding greatness of the power of God towards those of us that believe that's the discovery of your power what you've got this is the journey of discovery that God is constantly trying to take us through in fact as I study more and more of my assignment and I study more and more of my messages I realize that in one way or another it is one of these discoveries or the other that's inside the journey that we are on We are going to continue to discover these things in fresh and new ways every day till you are established, immovable, unshakable in the present truth, no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but rooted and grounded in the love of God. Particularly in this season, our journey has unveiled to us afresh the identity of God whose we are. We have progressed to unveiling aspects of who we are in him like never before. And now we are pressing on to realize our potential and our power. Oh my goodness, you've got power. It's time for you to discover what you've got. Uh, Do you know what you've got in your arsenal? Do you really know what you have at your disposal? We've moved from realizing whose we are through who we are and now we focus on what we have. Hallelujah. Help me ask your neighbor, do you know what you have? Do you know what you have? Do you know what you have? If you don't know what you have, then it's of no use to you. Uh, do you know what you have? You've got something great. You've got something wonderful. Uh, do you know, well help me ask with a little bit of attitude, your other neighbor. Do you know what you have? You know what you have in the book of second Kings in chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 we read the story uh, of the widow who was left in debt by her prophet husband and she comes to Elisha for help and uh, that helped me out of this debt they are threatening to take my two sons away because of the debt that I owe and Elisha asked her what do you have in your house and she replied I have nothing but oh Ya She said, I have nothing but a jar of oil. Elisha instructs her to go and borrow many vessels and to fill those vessels with the oil that she had in her jar. And when all the vessels were full, she was to sell the vessels. I don't want to exegete that story because that story is mind-blowing all by itself. I'm going somewhere. And after she had sold all of the oil, she had enough to pay off her debt. And plenty of more to live on. But you need to know that initially, she said I have nothing but a jar of oil. Her response revealed her state of mind. In her mind, in the face of crippling debt, what she had was as good as nothing. Oh, are you, are you, are Anybody hearing me? Uh, is this not so often our mindset too? That in the face of our giant, We feel like what we have is so insignificant that it is as good as having nothing. Oh yes, Uh, just like when Thomas said, what are these five loaves and two fish amongst so many? It's the same as if we had nothing. What are five stones and a slingshot against a veteran Goliath warrior that have Come against us," she said. "I have nothing, uh, but oh my goodness! Thank God for the but. Uh, come on, somebody give God praise for the but this Sunday morning. Exalt His name for the but. I have nothing but. There's always a but. Even you that feels like you have nothing, I want to let you know that you have nothing but. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need you to look again. Because while you are feeling like you have nothing, the truth be told, you never have nothing. You always have something. Oh, Jesus. You always have something. What you are simply doing is you are overlooking the something that you have because you think that the something that you have is insignificant and cannot solve your problem. It's not that you don't really don't have anything. As long as you draw breath, you have something. Oh, Jesus. Did you hear me what I'm saying? As long as you draw breath, as long as you are alive, you have something. Ah, yeah. Even if it's the breath in your nostrils, you have something. Even if it is one pee, you have something. Even if it's the clothes on your back, you have something. God will never allow you to have nothing. Uh, the enemy might allow you to go through the flood. and go, God might allow you to go through the flood and go through the fire. And you might feel like you have lost so much because of what you have been through, but regardless of whatever you have been through, God always makes sure that you still have Something, hey, can I tell you something about the something that remains after you've been through the fire, after you've been through the flood, that thing that remains is all that you need, (laughs) because that thing is the key to getting back everything that you lost and even more, if you believe what I'm saying, come and show you. You have something, you have something, you have something. She said, I have nothing but, but, but. Ah, uh, you've been overlooking your something, but you have something. You might be disdaining your something, but you still have something. She said, I have nothing whew, but a jar of oil. Whew she disdained her jar of oil. She belittled her jar of oil. She considered her jar of oil only a margin greater than nothing. She considered her jar of oil to be useless in the midst of the situation that she was going through. Yet, it was that same jar of oil that was going to be the key to her deliverance. Ah, You must understand that oil represents the anointing. Ah, so what she did not know is that she had something in her house uh, that was already anointed. You are looking for the anointing without. God sent me to tell you this Sunday morning that there is something in your house. There's something in your life that is already anointed. You've just been overlooking it. And I came to bring your attention, to draw your attention to that thing that God has already anointed in your life. Like her. You are overlooking it. You are belittling it. You are ridiculing it. You are considering it no different from having nothing but that is the something that you need. Yes, yes, yes. Yet it is that same nothing that God wants to use to deliver you. So help me ask your neighbor, what's the jar in your house? What's the jar? What's the jar? What's the jar of oil in your house? What is that something that is the difference maker in your arsenal? What is that something that is already anointed in your your life. Oh my goodness. I know you didn't think it was anointed because it comes so easy to you. But because it comes easy to you doesn't mean that it's easy for everybody else. You make friends so easily. You are able to speak so easily. You are able to analyze so easily. You are able to hear music in a way other people can hear so easily. and You you assume that is everybody else can do exactly what you can do. But that devil is a liar. That thing that you're is so common and so easy to you is as actually the thing that God has already anointed he's already put oil on that thing and if you will look again tell your neighbor look again look again you've got to look again at what God has given you and you suddenly start to realize that you have been underutilizing what God has made available to you ah, yeah 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 ah yeah. uh, you see i did not really come to give you something as I came to reveal to you what you already have that you have been overlooking because I found out that God is consistent. My God is not a magician. He's a miracle worker and he always works with something to make something. Oh, yes. We like to say that God will make something out of nothing and I understand what we mean when we say that. But every time I look in the word of God, I don't see God making something out of nothing or somebody's arguing. Saying, but in the beginning there was nothing, and he made something out of nothing. No, there was not nothing. There was God. And he used his word, which is also something, to make everything else that you see. Do you hear me what I'm saying? So he's always going to use something to make uh, uh, something else. Hallelujah. Oh, he works with what? He has already given you. Ah, yeah, you don't want to miss next week, Sunday. Something will happen in this house. He works with what he has already given you. So the question is, what has he already given you? Oh, yes. He works with Moses' staff. Moses, what do you have in your hand? I'm going to use it. He works with the widow's jar of oil. He works with the boy's five loaves and two fish. He works with Peter's audacity. He works with... Paul's wisdom. He walks with David's five stones and a slingshot. He walks with what he has already given you. So what has God already given you? I came to tell you this Sunday morning, you've already got what it takes. You've already got what it takes. You've already got what it takes. David only had five stones and a slingshot. But it was more than enough. It was more than enough. What are these five stones and this slingshot in the face of such daunting odds? They're not just five stones and a slingshot because when God breathes upon those five stones and those... That slingshot, it becomes so much more. You are divinely equipped. David was divinely equipped, uh, you see, because when God breathes on what he has given you, uh, it leaves the natural realm. ...and now becomes a supernatural asset. You are divinely equipped. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There is nothing that is happening to you right now... ...that is taking God by surprise. No, not a thing. And if he's allowed it, that means... ...that he has divinely equipped you... ...to be able to handle it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't hear me what I'm saying. That giant you're facing right now, if God allowed it, that means that he has divinely equipped you uh, to be able to handle it. Uh, That fire that you are going through right now, if God allowed it, uh, that means he's already giving you what you need uh, to be able to overcome it. Are you hearing me what I'm saying Oh my goodness, that loss, uh, apparent loss that you're going through right now, uh, it seems unbearable, but if God allowed it, uh, that means that he has equipped you to be able to go through it. Uh, You can take a licking and keep on ticking. Uh, You might be between a rock and a hard place, uh, but I came to tell you, uh, this Sunday morning, God has equipped you for it. Uh, You are born for such a time uh, as this. Uh, Stop desiring to live in some other time. for God to allow you to be in this time it means that he's giving you everything you need to be able to survive not just survive thrive in this time and in this season if you believe God that you will thrive go ahead and give God the praise you are divinely equipped to handle it when you are divinely equipped you can run at the Goliath, at any Goliath. You don't run away no more, you simply run at it because you know that God's got your back. That's exactly what David did. When you read the rest of the text, it tells us that David ran (laughs) at the giant. Oh, can I take a side step? Part of David's supernatural equipment that wasn't so obvious to a lot of people was David knew how to talk. Uh, for life and death are in the power of the tongue. If you if you listen to David talk, he, he, David announces what he's going to do before he does. What audacity, what ridiculous faith, what crazy faith. He starts saying, this day <laughs> I will off of your head. I will f- I will serve you to the beds of my goodness. This small ruddy short boy talking like this uh, because you've got to talk it before you enter into it. Because faith calls those things that be not as though they are. You've got to learn how to speak faith. Faith doesn't just stay in your heart. Faith must be in your mouth. you got to speak it. David knew how to speak it and he ran at Goliath. Uh, he didn't even have to use his five stones. He used only one stone. Uh, yeah, come on. hey, you see, everyone saw Goliath as being too big to defeat, while David saw Goliath as too big to miss. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my, the target is too big, I can't miss it. If it was tiny now, I would need some some extra expertise. But this one is too big. I can't miss it. Can I announce to you that your problem is so big so that you don't miss it? Ah oh, yeah yeah yeah! Your challenge is so huge, so that you don't miss it. Uh, your obstacle is so humongous, so that you don't miss it, uh, and so that when it is defeated, it will be clear that this was the doing of the Lord by His divine equipment. If you believe it, come and show ya! Said it was too big. For me to miss it uh, and David uh, David now took his one stone put it in this slingshot, what slingshot while running towards uh, Goliath he rolled it up he rolled it up and he let it go uh, and you saw the stone fly and it hit Goliath in his face Forehead, But something very strange happens. The Bible records that as it hit Goliath, Goliath fell forward. I thought that the velocity of the stone that has thrown that hit him in the forehead will cause him to stagger backwards and fall backwards. But the scripture says that he fell forward onto his face. Which allows me to start to postulate that there was a divine element to this Stone killing Goliath because it wasn't really the stone that killed Goliath maybe that's how it looked in the natural. I want to let you know that there were angels on assignment that were backing up David's words and David's action that even as David acted even as the stone hit Goliath some angel maybe Michael hit that Goliath back up his the side of his head boom and Goliath fell forward dead in an instant. Can I Announce to somebody this Sunday morning uh, that you've got angels uh, with you uh, that you can't see, uh, but they're backing you up uh, as long as you walk and live by faith. Uh, There is an innumerable company of angels uh, in this house, uh, even right now, uh, this Sunday morning, just waiting to hear the voice of God's word in your mouth. Uh, Come on, release a shout in this house. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You've got to now shoot your shot and see what God's gonna do with it. Come and tell your neighbor, shoot your shot, shoot your shot, and see what God is gonna shoot, do with it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, write that book. Send in that proposal, put in that application, request for that breakthrough. Shoot your shot and see what God is gonna do with it. Hallelujah. Because angels are just waiting for you to move and God God will back up your move uh, with angelic assistance uh, if you believe what I'm saying come and show you. Yeah. you see God wants to take you this is a prophetic word for somebody he wants to take you into an arena far higher than you ever imagined and I keep on telling people you see as negative as imposter syndrome is it should be a regular challenge for the believer Oh, you you didn't hear me what I'm saying. Because our God is in the business of always bringing you into rooms that you don't qualify for. (laughs) Our God is in the business of elevating you into positions that you step into the room and you're looking at everybody around the table and you're wondering how did I get into this room I don't have their PhD I don't have their professorial degree I don't have their wealth of experience but somehow with my five stones and slingshot here I am in the room with kings and queens. Am I prophesying to somebody this Sunday morning? Wow. Uh, yeah. So every once in a while, uh, you're going to have a sense uh, of being an imposter. That's what the imposter syndrome is. You're going to feel like, I don't qualify to be here, but let it only last for a moment. Uh, because immediately you feel like that. Remind yourself uh, that you've got equipment that the eyes cannot see. You've got backing in in a realm beyond the natural. So you actually fully qualify to be where you are because Jesus has paid the price. He who knew no sin became sin. That we who knew no righteousness that had no rights are now the righteousness of God. So now we have the right to be in the room, to be in the palace, to be on the throne. Come and shout, yeah! Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. You are divinely equipped. You've got what it takes. You've got what it takes. And this morning, we're going to enter into some prayers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. We are in the month of infinite possibilities and we are very deliberately pressing into the miracle signs and wonders of God. We're stepping into the miraculous. Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray over your five stones. I want to pray over your five stones. I want to pray over your slingshot. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is but the first prayer we're going to pray together this Sunday morning you might want to stand you might want to kneel however what posture of intent deliberate prayer you want to take I want you to take this Sunday and I want you to say Lord reveal to me my jar of oil Lord cause me to see what my own five stones and sling are in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Can I hear a praying people? Can I hear a praying? You see, you've been jealous of others for too long. You've been looking at somebody else's coat and wishing you had their coat. Meanwhile, God has a coat for you. You already have it. You've just been overlooking it. I want you to pray now. Lord, cause me to have a clear vision, a clear uh, clarity as regards my own five stones and sling, as regards my own jar of oil as regards what you have already given me because I know you're giving me something according to your word Lord let me see help me know help me understand that which you have given me that's the first prayer pray it pray it pray it 60 seconds Lord unveil to me that thing that I've been overlooking that thing I've been disdaining that thing that I've been ridiculing that I've been thinking that this is not Nothing. This doesn't matter. This can do it. This can change it. Lord, open my eyes to rightly discern what you have given me in the name of Jesus. Now. The second phase of the prayer. Uh, just like God breathed upon David's five stones and his slingshot, I want you to say, Lord, breathe on what You have given me. Lord, breathe upon what You have given me. Take what You have given me out of the realm of the natural into the realm supernatural. Lord, breathe upon my competence, upon my gift, upon my talent. Breathe upon it, oh God. This morning I raise my voice in prayer into session for the breath of God to come upon that which the Lord has given us breathe upon my vision breathe upon the vision you gave me breathe upon my competence breathe upon my gift breathe upon my talent oh God I now acknowledge I acknowledge every good thing that you have given unto me and therefore the communication of my faith becomes more effective than ever before. In the name of Jesus. He's breathing upon your business. Your business idea is breathing upon your speaking, he's breathing upon your proposal, he's breathing upon your writing, he's breathing upon your investments, he's breathing upon your dream because he's the one that gave it to you. Now the breath of God is coming upon it and he's taking it to a new level and a new realm in the mighty name of Jesus. is leading the promotion, Is leading the great liftings. Is leading to, leading to the opening of doors like never before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just one more, just one more. Prayer, we're going to pray together as inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said to me, he said that Goliath was clad in armor. Mo, David came with no armor in the natural. He was just in his normal shepherd's clothes with five stones and a sling shot. He didn't have any armor, but he said, no, no, look again. He had armor, he had the armor of God. It was armor that was not seen in the natural, but was evident in the supernatural, in the spiritual. I want you to pray, last prayer point now. Lord, I put on the armor of God. I put on the armor of God. I put on the armor of God in my arena in my area, in my field, in my endeavor. You need this spiritual armor because we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We're not ignorant that there are there are uh, that there, there, there's op- opposition. So you need armor, but you don't need the natural armor so to say. What you need is the armor of God. Come on pray. Lord, I put on your armor. I put on the armor of God even this Sunday morning in the name of Jesus. I put on the armor of God. I take up the shield of faith wherewith I'm able to quench every Every fiery doctor of the evil one in the name of Jesus. You take off the old man, you put on the new man in the name of Jesus. You will not go into warfare naked. yeah you will not go into warfare naked you are not going to go into that boardroom naked, spiritually speaking you go in with the armor of God you go in clothed with the glory of God you go in clothed with the favor of God in the mighty name of Jesus thank you oh God for what you have given us thank you for your breath Upon what you have given us, and thank you, O oh God, we are clothed in your armor. Therefore, the rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, principalities, and powers have nothing on us because we've got what it takes. 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 Somebody shout, I've got what it takes. And go ahead and give God the praise. Give God the praise. Give Him the glory. Give Him the glory. neighbor. I've got what it takes. And it looks like you've got it too. Somebody give God the praise in this house. Glory to God. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London. Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on hotr.org.uk.